Warning, this podcast may contain adult content or adult language. This is not the family-friendly YouTuber you're used to. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Riffing with Clintus, the podcast for everything that I feel like talking about when I feel like talking about it. Today, we're going to talk about dirt bikes. And uh, this was not a topic that I had thought would be brought up on the podcast anytime soon. It was something that was on my list. But yesterday, Bryce and I, along with my dad and uh, my brother-in-law, Mike, went to Supercross in Glendale at State Farm Stadium. And uh, it was awesome. It was a blast. I love going to, I, I love going to live, live events, period. Um, I don't really, I don't really watch sports. I don't really follow sports. Don't really care. Oh, excuse me. That's a, that's a beer burp. I'm drinking a, uh, a milk stout. Mm, yes. Tasty. Um, I, I love going to live events. I don't care to watch it on TV, but Hey, someone calls me and says, Hey, I got tickets to this thing. You want to go? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, so, um, so yeah, I we went to Supercross last night and it kind of sparked the, the idea of like, Ooh, we should talk about dirt bikes. We should talk about Supercross and dirt bikes and, and all the things dirt bike related since that's, it is a topic of discussion, uh, obviously, because uh, our dirt bike videos were some of our most popular videos. In fact, our most popular video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Clintus, uh, is the, the the Christmas video where I got the kids dirt bikes for Christmas. Um, as of the recording of this podcast, uh, last I remember, it is 63 million views. Incredible, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really ride that often, and the kids don't don't really ride at all. So uh, I thought it would be a good, a good discussion to have on the podcast to answer all those burning questions that uh, a lot of you guys ask. So uh, first, let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about the Supercross last night. Um, so for those of you who maybe didn't uh, watch the vlog yet or don't watch our vlogs, don't care to, it's totally fine. Um, I got invited uh, out to the Supercross event press day on Friday. Uh, I got to go out to the stadium. Uh, I got to walk down on the track, walk the whole entire track. Um, I got to, um, live stream it. I, I live streamed pretty much the whole, uh, the whole hour I was down there. Obviously I vlogged parts of it as well and put that in the vlog. Um, it was really cool. I had an opportunity to interview some writers, but I didn't cause I don't really have anything to ask them. I'm not a publication. I don't do like Q and A's and I don't know. That's just, that's just not something I do. I don't do like, I don't walk around and ask people questions and stuff like that. So I didn't really have anything to ask the writers specifically. Um, and then Saturday was the actual event and, um, I was part of the media. So I had a media badge and uh, I also had a vest that allowed me to be on the track during the actual races, uh, which is, uh, you know, it's very prestigious. It's, it's, I mean, I'm a working crew. I'm, I'm, I'm considered part of the working crew. So it's, you know, very, a lot of rules and you have to understand where you can be and where you can't be and that sort of thing. Um, and then even more so because it's a live televised broadcast, I'm down there basically, uh, you know, down there where people are being recorded, right? The, cam the cameras are panned down to the, the track and um, watching the riders. So at any given moment, I could be on camera. So, I, you know, I had to make sure I look nice and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I've been invited out a few times now to some of these events, uh, specifically Monster Jam and Supercross, um, because both of those are um, – owned by Feld Entertainment. And uh, I've been working with Feld Entertainment now for a few years, and they're great. I absolutely love Feld Entertainment. Um, I love both Monster Jam and, uh, you know, Monster Energy Supercross. 
both of those uh, IPs are, are are fantastic, and and the sports themselves are just they're entertainment. It just it's pure entertainment. I love going to those events, and anytime I'm invited out, I will you know unless unless there's already I already have uh, engagements, I can't avoid it. I will always be down to go to those events. So it was a pleasure to uh, to 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 attend. And uh, Bryce and my dad and Mike got to go and we got to sit in the press box where like, you know, the reporters and the magazine people and stuff like that hang out, you know, for the Cardinals games usually, but the same box for events like this. So it was very cool to be up there and, uh, and, and experience that differently than, uh, than other events and not being actually in the stands. Though I will tell you this, after being in the press box for this event, um, yeah, almost, I'd almost rather be in the stands. You, you feel... You know, you, you feel the excitement of the crowd. You hear the, the roar of the bikes. You know, it, it, you just feel like you're part of the event. Um, so I think, you know, in the, in the future, uh, if I'm not actually doing some work with a laptop where I actually need a desk and, you know, internet, uh, I think I'll stick, in the, I'll stick with the stands. It's a, it's a much more, I think, much more enjoyable experience. Um, but obviously, uh, like at Monster Jam, we're in the press box, but I have a laptop with me. I was uh, uploading, I was editing, I was, you know, doing stuff while I was there. I was obviously able to do all the tweets and Instagrams from my phone while I was down the track and wherever. So, you know, it, it just depends on what, what my needs are. That's the whole point of the press box is if you need internet and a, a place to charge and plug in, then that's what the press box is for. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm glad that I was able to share that experience with my dad and my brother and um, my, my son. Cause uh, you know, who else, who else can say they've been in the press box for a, a major uh, event like that, you know? Um, so Supercross has been a, an event that we've gone to multiple times throughout my, my life. Um, my dad started taking us when we were, uh, I was probably a teenager, um, back at like Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, I remember one year we were actually sitting outside and, uh, it rained on us. We, we were just basically getting drizzled on. Thankfully it wasn't pouring rain. That's just miserable, but it was drizzling. It was enough to keep us chilly and cold. Um, and then they moved the event to Chase Field, which is uh, a baseball stadium here in Arizona, home of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And it was there for many, many, many years. And there was a few years I skipped, um, you know, because Tiffany obviously is not into it. She did go with us back in like 2006, 2007. My brothers went, um, my mom and dad, that sort of thing. But then, you know, we had kids and we kind of stopped going for a little bit. And then I go every once in a while with like my dad or my brothers or some friends or whatever. It was kind of a sporadic thing. Um, but then, you know, as of recently, I think we've gone the last three or four years now consistently. Uh, and we even went to Vegas for the finals uh, uh, a few years ago as well. And that's that's awesome because that track is huge. It's the same track where they had, they had the Monster Jam World Finals the last uh, the last uh, however many years it's been going on as well. Um, I know this year it's going to Florida, which will be interesting. Um, I really hope that uh, I get invited to go to that because that would be a blast to go to that as well. Monster Jam is fantastic. The world finals are just the, the best event. It's so good. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we go to supercross pretty often and uh, I really like it. And obviously Tiffany and Sierra aren't really into it. They don't really find the joy of watching the bikes go around the track as like I do. And, and Bryce seems to Bryce seems to enjoy it. So, um, as long as I get invited, I'll, I'll definitely be going. And, uh, even if I don't get the invite, uh, it's probably an event that I would at least, you know, I would, I, I would definitely go to cause I just enjoy the event that much for sure. Um, yeah, so Supercross is good stuff. And, uh, I said this in the vlog, I'll say it here on the podcast. If you get an opportunity, if, 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 uh, Supercross comes to your town or it comes to your state and you're able to go, I highly recommend getting tickets and going. It's a fantastic event. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's racing, but because of the nature of, you know, it being a dirt track with jumps and whoops and 
uh, there's a lot of variables that can happen. You know, these guys are on bikes and so they, they can fall off, they can crash. Um, and, and it's anyone's game last night proved that we had three different leaders in the main event for the four fifties. And, um, you know, first time winner was, it was pretty exciting. It was very, very exciting. So yeah, good stuff, uh, with, with supercross. So that leads us to our next part of the conversation and that's dirt bikes in general. Um, a lot of you guys came from my YouTube channel from one of our dirt bike videos. Uh, if you've been following along for multiple years, you know that when I hit 100,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, I went and bought a brand new dirt bike, my first ever brand new dirt bike. Um, I bought it myself and I paid for it myself and I you know, was very proud of that. And I still own it today. It's a 2015 uh, Kawasaki 450. And uh, I do love that bike. I really do. Um, though I do not ride as much or as often as everyone would like, I would like me to, um, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about why we'll also talk about why the kids don't ride, um, at all. Um, but let's, let's start with the beginning. Um, my dad has been riding dirt bikes and has been racing dirt bikes pretty much his whole life. Um, he grew up in California and then here in Arizona, both in the desert Southwest with lots of, you know, lots of area to ride dirt bikes, uh, him and his brother and his friends rode all the time. That was their pa pastime, you know, when they got home from school, in fact, uh, in California, they actually had a motocross team. They actually had a official motocross team for their school and they would race other schools. It was crazy to think about that. I don't think I'm pretty sure that does not exist anywhere else in the world today. Um, at all. Um, and so very cool to hear stories about that, but, uh, he worked at dirt bike tracks and, you know, to race for free and, uh, you know, flag man. And I heard, I've heard tons of stories of him like breaking legs and breaking ankles and feet and just, you know, his legs are messed up to this day because of all the accidents he had. Um, but you know, obviously he, he had three boys. And so when we were of age, he started buying his dirt bikes. And, uh, one of the first dirt bikes I can remember was a little, um, Yamaha 65, and, uh, you know, it was just a little, little, little bike. And that was our first bike. We kind of got started on it. And then he just, he just, it was a, my dad to this day, he's, he's good at looking, finding good deals. Um, but he would find a good deal on a dirt bike and he'd buy, you know, a used dirt bike and, and we'd have, now we have two, we have three, but it was never the same like size or style. It was like, we had a Yamaha 65. We had a 100 Hodaka with a Chrome gas tank and really long handlebars. We had that bike for a long time. I remember that bike. We had, we had that one for a long time. Uh, we had a Kawasaki 175, which is a two stroke. Uh, but it was an old school two stroke where you had gas in the tank and oil on the, in the side, like reservoir and it mixed it in between. Um, I rode the piss out of that bike for a long time. Um, what else do we have? Um, we, he had an old XR 250 is a Honda four stroke. And this is back when the four strokes were old, like heavy, and clunky and not necessarily slow, but not very quick. You know what I'm saying? They were the original like desert bikes. Uh, but this bike was big and it was heavy. And when I got tall enough to actually ride it, I rode that bike for a long time. I kind of made that my own bike. I painted the tank and I did all this work to it and stuff. I was pretty proud of that bike. Um, and then I think that's when I got my first like motocross bike. Uh, it was a CR125. I don't know what year it was. Um, it was a first like really like, you know, powerful, fast, uh, two stroke it had the power band and everything, but the thing always leaked oil. It was crazy. I would, when I went, when I wrote it, it smoked really bad. And then we found out that like literally oil was coming out of the exhaust pipe. Uh, <laughs> there was one time, one time I, I, I started it up in front of my dad's truck 
and I'm just like, wham, wham, you know, warming it up and everything. And just wham, 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 wham. And I took off. <laughs> and about 20 minutes later, I come back to the truck and the front of my dad's truck is completely covered in oil. And he's just standing there like, I got a rag when you're, when you're ready. <laughs> it just threw oil all over his truck, dude. It was, it was hilarious. Um, but that, I'm surprised I didn't blow that motor up. I, I, cause we, I was constantly having to put oil into it. Every time I rode, I had to put a quart of oil in it. It was just crazy. Um, but I rode that bike for about a year and then I was in, uh, I was in high school. I think I was a sophomore, maybe, a, uh, yeah, no, I was a sophomore. Um, we bought a YZ250 and this is a WR edition. So it was geared a little lower, had some really beefy suspension. And uh, that was the bike I had all through high school. That's the bike I raced. I won my first trophy. Um, I absolutely love that bike. It was just, a, it was a beast. In fact, my dad still owns that bike today. So if you watch our vlogs and you see that white, like Yamaha, it's got the blue fork tubes. That's my old 1990 YZ250. He still owns it. He's completely redone the everything to it. Uh, I think the only thing that's original is the frame and the and the the block, you know, the engine block. He's got a new piston, cylinder, everything's been redone in it, and he still loves it to this day. Um, but that was the last dirt bike I had. I uh, I put a hole in my fork tube, changing out the uh, like the plastic guards, and I kind of you know ruined the fork tube. And I I had moved out to, for college, so I just kind of stopped riding. I just kind of got out of it. Um, both my brothers eventually bought uh, 450 uh, four strokes. And they both started riding and racing um, with, and still rode with my dad. And so I'd go to the track and I'd support them, you know, but by then, uh, but by this time, you know, I, I had Sierra. So I was like, yeah, dirt bike riding's not for me. And then I started riding with, with, um, with Austin. And I started riding with my brothers and I'd, I'd borrow his bike and I'd ride it with my dad. So me, me and my dad would go riding with my cousin or whatever. And I just rode Austin's bike. Cause he never, he never rode it. He just stopped riding. He injured his shoulder really bad. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. But he still had this bike and he was paying for it. <laughs> so I ended up riding it most of the time and I crashed. I remember crashing one time. Um, I was hauling ass down down this dirt road that we we had just come down the same dirt road. We rode down this road along a canal. We did some single track and then we turned around and come back. Well, I was riding with a friend of mine and his cousin, and his cousin has just got a brand new quad. And if you ever been behind a quad, those big wheels, wide wheels, and there's two of them, they put up so much dust, just like insane amounts of dust. Well, he took off in front of us, and so we were just completely can't see more than like 10 feet in front of me. Right. And I'm, I'm going fifth gear, just wide open, just Wah! hauling ass down this road. Cause it's a dirt road for like two miles. Right. Just so there's nothing to worry about. Right. Wrong. Apparently there was a giant watermelon sized boulder sitting in the middle of this road that I had no idea was there the first time we drove by it. Um, so I'm just, I, I don't know how fast I'm going. I'm fifth gear in a 450. So I'm probably going 55 miles an hour. Roughly. I hit this thing. And it went up on the handlebars. I'm like, my, 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 um, my junk is on the handlebars and I'm like leaning. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm falling forward, but I'm trying to lean back. So I don't, I don't fall forward. And the bars are going back and forth because all my weights on the handlebars and I'm just fall, flying and I fly off. I fly over the handlebars. I land on my left elbow, my right wrist. And I'm just like, I rolled for what felt like forever. I'm just, just rolling on this road. You know, the bike flipped over end over end like six times. Um, I get up. I'm sore. Obviously I'm like, Oh man, my elbow, my wrist, my shoulder, like, Oh, I get on the bike and immediately I can feel something's wrong. Right. Elbows won't bend much and it hurts when I do. And my wrist, I can barely like, it's my right wrist. So I'm, I'm trying to do the throttle. I'm having to like use my fingers to do the throttle. Um, I, I get back to the truck. I, I, my, my the friends help me load it up. I get home. Tiffany helps me unload. I get in the house. 
I, I, I don't remember if I showered or not, but I remember sitting on the couch with ice and I'm just in excruciating pain. I'm like, we need to go to the hospital. I think I broke something. I think I broke my arm or something. Um, so we go to the hospital, get some x-rays. I fractured. I have some little tiny fractures in my elbow, my wrist. Not much they can do. Put me in a sling, put me in a, uh, like a wrist guard. And, um, and that was that, um, that was probably, that's probably my most, my, the only injury I've ever really gotten from dirt biker. I've crashed tons of times. I've, you know, I've gotten bumps and scrapes and kinked necks and stuff like that. But that's, that's the only time I've ever actually like been jacked up. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like the last time I really rode. I, I fixed my brother's bike and that was it. And then my dad and I just kind of rode a couple more times. And I finally said, you know what? I'm going to buy Austin's bike from him. So, um, I, I took the bike home. I put it in my garage. And when I woke up the next day to go to work, my garage door was open and the dirt bike was gone. If you guys have been watching the vlog, you watching the channel, you might've seen that video. It was before I was daily vlogging. So, uh, warning, there might be some swear words. If, if, if you watch videos prior to me daily vlogging, there might be swear words because I, I didn't go family friendly until I started daily vlogging. Um, but anyway, apparently what had happened was, uh, I went to close the garage door and there was a box, uh, on the trash can that was sticking out. So the door hit the box and made the door go back up. So the door was wide open all night. And uh, there was a shady guy that lived on the street. He was known for stealing stuff. He pretty much stole my dirt bike, you know, so I never got that back. Um, that's kind of like why I just stopped riding altogether because like I lost my bike. I was going to buy that for my dad, uh, which by the way, I still owe my dad for that bike. I still, I owe him, that's, you know, at least $2,000 for that bike that got stolen out of my garage. He, he says I don't, but I, I still feel like I do. So one, one of these days I'm going to surprise him with something, something, something. Excuse me while I sip on that beer. Um, so yeah, so then fast forward, um, fast forward to 2012, Christmas, 2012. Um, I decide that's the year to get my kids dirt bikes, right? Uh, Bryce is four, Sierra is six. Um, but I didn't think that I, I wasn't thinking, I, I thought I was thinking being smart, but I, but I, I look back now and say I made a very bad mistake. Um, I bought the kids two like Chinese cheap knockoff dirt bikes, right? I bought them from like a, uh, pet boys. And they were like $300 and $400. So combined $700 for these two dirt bikes. I'm thinking like, I'm getting a steal, right? Well, unfortunately, they were uh, they were taller than like the, your, your typical peewee bikes, right? They're like the, the, the Yamaha PW50s and stuff like that. They were taller. And then come to find out, they were ridiculously hard to shift. Like I had a hard time shifting with my, my shoes, right? If I tried to kick up with my shoe... Like it hurt my foot. They were so hard to shift. I'm just like, this is, this sucks. Like, okay. But my idea was I'd buy these cheap bikes, see if they liked it. And they did, you know, then I'd upgrade to like real, like Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki dirt bikes. Right. Uh, well, the unfortunate thing was, is they were so difficult to ride that it took the kids forever to actually ride them. Um, Sierra obviously got it first cause she was older, but Bryce was really young and he, he just, he struggled for a long time. Um, and so that the, the first, the first, like, I don't know, five or six dirt bike videos on the channel are of the kids riding and, and they were really good videos because it was me standing on the sidelines recording them. Right. Or I'd get on one of the little bikes and I'd ride alongside them riding the bikes. And so I feel like the videos were much more entertaining back then. Right. It wasn't until I got my dirt bike and started using a GoPro that I feel like the footage and the, the, the excitement levels went down, um, because it's just not as exciting seeing the first person the entire time, like first person, third person back and forth is the, the optimal, I think. Um, but obviously if I'm, you know, if I'm out riding dirt bikes, then there's nobody to record me or the kids. Um, so, 
but yeah, uh, uh, the channel after that derp, that, that video went up in, you know, Christmas of 2012 and then, uh, April of 2013, I think, God, I should know these numbers, but I, I'm, I'm struggling here, um, is when we started daily vlogging. And so, um, that's, that's kind of the combination of that video starting to get like a lot of views and getting some traction combined with, um, uh, us daily vlogging. And back then, you know, daily vlogging, daily vlogs were getting popular as well as if you posted daily, the algorithm loved you, right? There's, this is early YouTube. This is, you know, early YouTube so to, uh, with daily vlogs, you know, Charles Trippy, uh, and, uh, and, and like Shay Carl just kind of started the genre. Um, that's when things really started to kind of take off. And so, um, and yes, confirmed. Oh, no, wait. 2012. Oh, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. So it's 2011. I'm sorry. Christmas 2011 is when I when the dirt bikes were bought and April 2012 is when I started daily vlogging. Wow. I'm my years. I, I need to add a year. I've been saying I've been doing this for like, it's, it's going to be seven years this year of daily vlogging. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, anyway, excuse me. Anyway, there's no S there. There's no, there's no such thing as any ways guys. I know everyone says anyways, like it's, it's totally, that's like what everyone says. Everyone says anyways, anyways, isn't a word. I get corrected all the time. It's anyway. So, uh, I, 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 uh, the, the channel started taking off and that's what kind of sparked the vlog channel, right? Uh, dirt bike videos got really popular. Every time I posted one, they were guaranteed like a hundred thousand views in a week. It was, it was insane. And it wasn't my subs, right? Cause I didn't have a lot of subs. It was, suggested and, and, and promoted videos, right? YouTube would promote my videos and it was just awesome. But uh, that doesn't happen anymore now. So wah, wah, wah. Uh, so then uh, fast forward to, um, what is that? 2014, I I basically, uh, you know, the channel's rocking and rolling and I'm making enough money to quit my job. So I say, hey guys, uh, when we hit 100,000 subscribers, I will go buy a brand new dirt bike. And I did the day I hit a hundred thousand subs, we hit, we hit a hundred thousand in like 9am at like 2pm. I was at the dealership signing the papers for my brand new dirt bike. And I drove off the lot with a brand new, you know, 2015 KX450. And I was stoked. I was hella stoked. Um, so I, that, that was kind of the journey that started it. Right. And, and before that, I, 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 I missed a spot here. Uh, I bought Bryce a KX65 from a friend of mine, a two stroke. Uh, you know, new, bigger bike, faster, but unfortunately the kids still weren't ready for it, um, because it scared them. It was a two stroke. So they had a clutch and it just, I, again, I, I didn't do things in the right order. I didn't buy the right bikes and it just, they never really fell in love with riding dirt bikes because they were always scared of it. Um, now today, you know, they're much older. And I think now if I actually were to buy the proper size dirt bikes for them, they're both old enough and, and smart enough, big enough to handle themselves properly if I were to do it now. But I'm not going to spend that money if they don't ask for it. I'm not going to buy them a dirt bike and be like, surprise, a new dirt bike. And they're like, oh, thanks, Dad. And then they never want to ride it, right? I made that mistake multiple times. Um, so I get my dirt bike. We start riding you know, a little more often. I'm riding pretty often now that I have my bike. But still, even after I have my own dirt bike, I still don't ride nearly as often as a lot of, you know, the viewers and fans want me to. They're like, I don't understand. You have a dirt bike. Why don't you go riding every weekend? Why aren't you riding every day when you're free? Like, you know, and it's just, I don't know. The dirt, I just never really 
fell back in love with dirt bike riding. When I was a kid, I'd sneak out and ride, right? I'd, I'd push my dirt bike down the street and go to the dirt field and ride. Um, I'd push my bike on two different occasions in spring break. I pushed my bike about five miles to ride it. You know, people think I was crazy. Like, why don't you just ride it? Well, because it's illegal to ride on the streets. And I had to ride five miles. Could you imagine? I mean, I'm sure you could. But imagine riding your dirt bike down major streets and intersections for five miles. I'm just, I'm just asking to get a ticket. You know, a cop sees me and it's like, yeah, no thanks. And I did a couple times. I did sneak the bikes out and ride like, you know, I'd have a half day of school. So I'd get home and I'd bust out the bike when my parents were still at work. And I'd, you know, go riding. And I almost get hit by a car. And that's when I was like, yeah, let's not do that anymore. Let's, let's not, let's, this bike's not made for the road. Let's not ride on the road. Cause I almost got hit by a car. And I was like, yeah, no, scared the crap out of me. Um, but yeah, so I just, I don't know. I just never got the back into that passion of riding. You know, I had all my riding gear. I enjoyed, um, I enjoy, I, I enjoy riding. I love riding dirt bikes. I do. I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but I am a creature of convenience. And when something is an inconvenience, I will then, I will then weigh the amount of fun that it has. Right. And I know a lot of people know this about me, you know, they will say, Hey, do you want to go do this thing? And I'm like, well, that sounds fun, but that means I got to do this, 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 and this before I can have fun. I could just stay here and have fun doing this other thing. And I don't have to do all that other stuff. You know, it sounds silly. It sounds silly, but that's just where my brain works. Right. This thing on my right hand's fun, but this thing on my left hand's just as fun, but I don't have to do all this other crap. Because riding a dirt bike does take a lot of work, right? You have to load your gear bag. You have to load your bike and all your gear and all your stuff in the back of your truck. You then have to drive anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to the destination that you're going to ride at, unload the bike, get your gear on, and go riding, right? You ride for an hour to three to four hours, whatever, right? You get back to your truck. You have to take off your gear. You have to load the bike back up. You have to drive back home 30 to 40 to an hour, then you have to unload the bike, wash the bike, unload your gear, wash your gear. Like it just, you know what I'm saying? It, when you when you think about it that way, it's an all day event, right? It's an all day event with multiple things you have to do. That's not fun. Just so you can have two or three hours of fun. Now, granted, some of you guys live in areas where you can ride your bike from your house or, you know, you ride on your own property or you just go to the back of your, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have that, that's different. If I could, and when I bought this house I live in now, that was the original plan. There was a desert across the street from my house. I bought this house thinking that I would be able to ride my bike right from my garage. And I have, I have, but in the two years I've lived here, they now have built a neighborhood across the street. So, uh, I can't ride. I, I can't just ride my bike. You know, I mean, I, I can, but again, I'm a 37 year old law abiding assistant. I'm not going to ride my bike, you know, a mi two miles on the streets. I just not my thing. Right. I would rather load my bike up and go somewhere that I know is an awesome track. Like the dirt, the desert around my house is okay. There's some cool, there's some cool dead trails and stuff, but they're just, they get boring very quickly. I'd rather drive the hour, go to a place that's just gnarly as hell. The, some of the best riding in my area. Right. But it's an hour away. So it is what it is. And that's why I don't ride as much. Plain and simple. It's it's that it's call me lazy, call me whatever you want, but that is the, 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 the truth of the reason why I don't ride my dirt bike more because it's, it's a pain in the ass to get everything loaded up and do the drive. You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing too, is I don't really have a lot of people. I don't even want to ride with my dad has two bikes and they're both down right now. They're both broken. They need to be repaired. They need replaces. And my dad's so busy that he just doesn't, 
have time. He has one day off, and even on his day off, he has to work, right? Because he owns his own business. Um, so he his both his bikes have been out of down for commission for multiple months, right? He raced my bike at Glen Helen back in November um, because both his bikes were down. Um, and then uh, Mike, my brother-in-law, uh, him and his son, and uh, both 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 the sons. One has a son as a quad, and one has a dirt bike. You know, they they have they ride the same scenario, right? His days off for Sunday, Monday, so we could ride Sunday. But that's his first day off. That's usually his day to like chill, relax, catch up on work, catch up on things, you know, do stuff around the house. And so, you know, I, I'm much more of a person that's like, hey, if someone calls me up and says, hey, you want to go riding on Sunday? Yeah, I do. Let's go riding on Sunday. You know, like that's me. I'm not the guy to go, hey, you want to go riding on Sunday? Because I'm just not thinking about it. Dirt bikes are not like on the forefront of my mind. Um, and I know it bugs you guys. I know it bugs a lot of people that I don't ride my bike. I, it's sitting in my garage. It'll sit in my garage for months at a time, you know, between rides. Um, but then it comes down to the vlogs, right? Like the kind of videos that I'm making when I'm dirt bike riding, right? Cause if I'm dirt bike riding most of the time it's by myself and most of the time it's on these long rides. So you guys are stuck watching first person GoPro footage of me riding through the desert, right? Or if I go to the dirt bike track, you're watching me ride the dirt bike track, but I suck at the track. I'm not jumping anything. I'm not going very fast. So it just kind of, it, it feels like it's boring. I mean, it's boring when I'm editing it. I'm editing it. I'm going like, oh, this is kind of a boring video, right? Now I made, I made one dirt bike video last year. I was very proud about it. Uh, Tiffany and the kids joined me, met up with uh, my dad and, and Mike Jr. And the, and the boys. And, um, and Tiffany shot a lot of video of me riding. Um, I put music to it. I, I edited it, what I thought was very well to the music. So it kind of, it went with the music. I was very proud of this video, right? And this is the time when I was making different videos. It wasn't daily vlogging as uh, I was doing like challenges and like super focused videos. So this video was like a, a kind of a new style. There's no vlog before or after it was just like, boom. Right. And it didn't do very well. It didn't get a lot of views. It didn't, you know, it was just another video. And so that's when I like made the decision, like, well, it's not worth it's not worth all that extra effort. I can just make a vlog, which I do all the time and I enjoy making the vlog, or I can make this like music video that's well polished and get the same amount of views. So why do the extra work, right? It, that's uh, my number one pet peeve is wasting my time. I do not want to waste my time. Time is very valuable to me. And if I don't feel like what I'm doing uh, is, is worth my time, or if I'm not going to get something in return, then I'd rather do something else. I always have something else to do. There's never a time where I'm standing around bored twiddling my thumbs there's always something for me to do and so i'd rather do something that i enjoy doing um, i enjoy my work right i enjoy making videos i enjoy live streaming i enjoy recording this podcast like these are things that i enjoy doing so there's always something for me to do just plain and simple right um so it's just a matter of maximizing my time and trying to organize it the best that i can um, with all that said with all that said i'll reiterate what i said before i do really love riding that dirt bike. I really do. I, um, it's nostalgic for me. It has a uh, deep rooted, uh, emotions attached to it because I grew up riding dirt bikes with my dad and my brothers. And I have some of the best memories of my life riding a dirt bike at specific locations, seventh street in Deer Valley, um, the Northeast corner and on the Southeast corner. Um, I have memories of pushing my dirt bike five miles up past mountain Ridge high school and riding up in those mountains up there and then right pushing the bike back to mountain Ridge high school and getting picked up <laughs> in the parking lot. Cause it was the only thing out there. So I could say, Oh yeah, pick us up at mountain Ridge. And my mom picked us up. Um, you know, memories of, 
like I said, sneaking out and riding like in the neighborhood thinking I was cool. And then I was getting hit by a car, like things like that. I have all these memories racing at Canyon and racing at speed world, which no longer exists. Uh, I like just, I have so many memories and, um, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. it. Dirt bikes will always be a part of my life, especially since my dad will be 60 this year and he still rides and races. Now, again, he doesn't do it very often. He, he rides about as much as I do once every couple months. Uh, and then once a month, his bike's actually working. So, um, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the story with dirt bikes for me. Now, as far as the kids are concerned, I kind of, I kind of wove it throughout my story. Um, I bought the wrong bikes. It, they never really learned how to ride properly because of those bikes. And then when I bought, I upgraded to the next bike was a racing two stroke, which scared the crap out of them. And, and Sierra never really got over it. Um, a couple of years ago, I bought a Kawasaki 100 like trail bike thinking that, okay, this has no clutch. It's a smaller bike. Let them learn how to ride. And then we can go back to the 65 which kind of worked for Bryce. He rode the 100 a few times and then he rode the 65. He's like, okay, I got this. And he learned how to ride the clutch. And oh my God, kids in the YouTube comments, oh my God, he needs to get out of first gear. He's going to blow the motor up. It's like, no, dude, it's a six speed, 65 two stroke. It's supposed to sound like that. It it, it winds out at like 10,000 RPMs. It's like, come on, like relax. He's not going to blow it up, right? Kids always, oh my God, get out of first. Did you ever get out of first? It's like, did you count the gears? He's in third gear. Like, uh, kids in YouTube comments, man, just, uh, uh, we're going to talk about that one day. I'm just going to roast kids in the comment section. Um, anyways, he, so he just, I don't know. They just never fell in love with dirt bike riding. Like I did. Um, now granted I fell in, I started riding dirt bikes when I was about 11 or 12. That's when I started riding. Right. So I was already like around Sierra's day. Sierra's 14. Now at 14, I was riding a 125 or 254 stroke. So I was already riding a bigger bike, but I, at that point I had fallen in love with it and I really enjoyed riding it. She just never did that. So, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day they get a little bit bigger and, and we're with some friends and there's a, there's a small bike for them to try out and they fall in love with it again. Um, I know that if I bought them a quad, if I just bought a quad, they'd be, they'd be content with that. They'd ride the quad. Um, you know, if I went out and bought a new trail dirt bike, you know, something used that was the, more their size, they'd ride that. You know, it's, it's not a complete turnoff because it's still fun. At the end of the day, it's still fun. You know, there's been times where we've gone out with some friends and they've got razors and quads and like golf carts and like the kids like to still like to ride motorsport stuff because it's it's fun. They're just not into the sport and they don't have the burning desire to get their own stuff and go riding. So as of right now, uh, it's pretty safe to say that the kids won't be riding dirt bikes anytime soon. Um, I plan on selling the 65 and the 100 and just getting rid of those um, just because they're taking up space in the garage and not being used and they're depreciating day by day. Um, and I plan on keeping my bike. I have no reason to get rid of my, my bike's paid for. It runs well. I've never even had it like the heads redone on it or anything like that. And the work's been done to it. Um, uh, mainly because it, you know, it doesn't have a ton of hours into it. Um, though I have talked about selling it and buying a, a, a off-road bike, um, Honda and Kawasaki both make off-road editions of their motocross bikes. And they're just like fine tuned for, you know, desert and off-road They've got a light and a bigger gas tank and an, uh, an odometer and uh, electric starts and kickstands and things like that that just fit kind of fit my ride somewhere. I'm not really a track rider anymore. You know, I don't have the balls to to ride the track like I should. Um, and when I do go out there, I just feel like I feel like shit. I'm just like slowing it. I'm, I'm so slow and around the track and I just don't have the guts to like actually hit any jinx. I'm just like, eh, I paid $25 to do this. No, thanks. I'll just I'll, I'll go to the desert. So then I'm like, oh, I should go get a desert bike then. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give my bike to my dad and go buy a new one. 
that's a, that's always been a thought. You know, I, I got that that bike was stolen out of my garage. So here, Dad, just take my bike and you know keep it and ride it and whatever. Um, kind of repay the favor that he's he's kept my bike all these years. Um, well, I guess technically we want to think of it that way. He has my 250, even though 450 was stolen in my garage. He has my 250, so I guess I gave him a bike for a bike. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not that big important, big a deal. But um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the dirt bike story, guys. Like I I do I love it. It's a, I like enjoy the sport. I enjoy everything about it. You know, I'm I'm somewhat knowledgeable in the world, but I just don't follow it enough to really talk, have you know talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. That's, that's the story. I hope that, hope that kind of answers some of you guys' questions. I know a lot of you guys, like I said, are always asking why we don't ride more or when's the next dirt bike vlog. And it just comes down to convenience, man. You know, I don't have a group of friends that ride every weekend. I don't have a group of friends that go on these big, long trips. Um, and even then, like, you know, I've got some guys that I know like viewers and, and community members that ride and they've asked me to go riding with them. And, you know, one lives like in the Northeast Valley, one lives in the Southeast Valley. Um, one lives like central Phoenix up North, like uh, happy Valley, seventh uh, street deer Valley area. Um, but you know, they're a, I'm not close to them enough to like, I, I don't, I don't really know them that well. Right. Um, and then two, like I said, they're not, it's not convenient. So they're not, they don't live around the corner. Right. And so, um, I do want to plan like a, a big ride up ride, you know, riding group, maybe like let the, let the fans know, Hey guys, we're going to go dirt bike riding on this day or on this time at this location. If you want to come out, bring your bike, bring your quad, you know, we'll do a big, we'll do like a big long trail ride or something like that. You know, that's an idea I've kicked around for a couple of years, but it's just a matter of executing it or whatever. Um, but I don't ride enough. I feel like I'm out of shape. I'm out of shape and I'm not, I'm not equipped to ride on some of these trails. Um, I'm not equipped to ride on these long rides. Um, and so I, again, it just, it comes down to, I just ride when I ride and I ride for fun and I don't ride competitively. I don't ride, you know, I don't really push myself, um, which I think also deters people when they watch the videos and say, wow, you really suck on that dirt bike. Wow. You should have got a 250. You wasted, you wasted your money on the 450. Wow. You don't even ride that 450 to its capacity. And it's like, mm, yeah, I ride this bike just fine. Thanks. Like I'm a lazy rider. So 450 is great. Cause I'll be in third gear and I can just like put around and I have tons of power and I I've ridden two fifties. In fact, I rode a brand new Kawasaki two fifty last year on the, on the track in Las Vegas with Ricky Carmichael, by the way. Um, so I felt with a brand new two fifty set feels like I'm very happy with my four fifty. I'd rather have more power than I need than not enough power or feel like I don't have enough power. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you, 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 you wouldn't even ride that 252 capacity. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure I would because I've had my 450 pinned in fifth gear multiple times. Like I know what that bike's capable of. I know what it is. I know it's capable of. Just because I don't have it like going in every turn going, you know, full, full bore blah, 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 all the time. I'm not on the pipe the whole time. doesn't mean I don't know how to ride it. I, like I said, I have, I like having the power in reserve. Um, so I'm very happy with my 450. There's no reason for me to go back to, to a 250. I used to ride a 450 in my in my 20s, and now I'm in my 30s, and I'll just continue to ride 450s the rest of my life until something changes, right? If we go back to 252 strokes, then maybe I'll go back to that. But for now, I am happy with what I have. So thank you very much. Well, there you go, guys. Another episode of Riffing with Clintus. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I really, I just overall... I tweeted about this and put it on Instagram today. I really appreciate your attention wherever you give it to me, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, here on the podcast. 
Uh, it means so much to me. I, I get to do some amazing things because of you guys, because of your attention, because you care what I say, you care what I share. Um, I get some, I get to do some really awesome things and I, 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 the words can't describe how much I appreciate you guys. So, um, thank you from the bottom of my hearts for your attention. Um, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that anywhere you listen to podcasts, right from your phone, uh, Apple, iTunes, Google, uh, Android, Spotify, or here at home, anchor.fm slash Clintus. You can download the Anchor app and you can actually leave me a voice message and be part of the show. You can ask me a question. I can put it right into the podcast and then answer your question. So uh, be be uh, be wary of that. Whatever you ask uh, can make it into the show. So uh, keep that in mind. And uh, be sure to follow me at all the social networks. I'm Clintus pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. And uh, if you haven't heard, we have some new merch over at the merch store, clintusmerch.com. Uh, we're right, got a new shop. We got some new merch. We got some new items. Uh, we got phone cases. We got coffee mugs. We got hoodies. I just ordered a couple of hoodies, so I'm pretty stoked to get those and try those out. Uh, I know Sierra is a big fan of hoodies, so um, I'm looking to get her one as well. Uh, so check that out, clintusmerch.com. We're going to be having new items drop pretty regularly. I've already got a couple of new stuff in the works. I'm testing one right now, and if it, if it looks good, it feels good, I'm going to put that in the store with a couple more options. So um, 2019 is going to be a big one for for merch, guys. It's going to be a big one. I've never really given a lot of thought or put a lot of effort into merch. It's just kind of always been there, and I've always just kind of had the same crap you know, forever. Uh, I'm really taking it serious this year, and we're going to have a lot of cool stuff going. So be sure to be sure to uh, keep an eye on clintusmerch.com, or like I said, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, as there's updates, I'll let you guys know via those those two platforms specifically because those are my two favorites. I I pretty much tweet everything. Uh, I, I tweet all the time. And then Instagram gets updated pretty regularly as well. So uh, follow me there. And I will see you guys on the internet. See ya.